1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe
1: Coon. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy, easy. Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9
2: FM ESPN. Happy Thursday. Welcome in May 18, 2023. And it's time for the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am your host, Gabe Kuhn, on Twitter at G underscore Kuhn71. Former Memphis Tiger Offensive lineman alongside the executive producer of the Game Coon Show. That is Connor Dunning on Twitter at C Dunning929. Connor, how are we? I'm in a great mood today. Good, I'm glad.
0: Got a Scorsese movie trailer? Oh, is that oh, yeah, I'm you, feeling it?
2: You 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 put me on. You put me on. What 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 what's the what is it? Killers again? of the Killers Flower of Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, based on a book. Based on a book, based on real life, based on history. Yes, but yeah. based yeah. So yes. Yeah. A <laughs> book based on history, and now we have a movie based on said book that is based on history. But no, you showed me that uh it's got trailer rip, before. It is going to rip. Leo so we have Leo DiCaprio, hard. Brendan Fraser, uh Robert De Niro and it's 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 Marty it's it's a, it's a Scorsese film. Marty Oh god, Back in the I know seat. you're hyped up. I know oh, that put you in a good mood. I am uh this weekend I told you about my trip over to uh, Kansas City. We had a bachelor party that was completely uh Nolan Void it's not going to happen. It was supposed to be in Atlanta, but I'm headed to Kansas City this weekend. You know, there's no, this shouldn't be a surprise. No direct flights from Memphis to Kansas City. So I am connecting through DFW. Does that make sense? from no. a from a, uh, from a traveling standpoint. From Makes a, no sense, right? From a traveling standpoint, no. Just none. None. At all. So I will be uh, leaving at 6 a.m. on Saturday, arriving in Kansas City at 10 a.m., on saturday and then i have me you know we, we we have cocktail hour happening around five wedding around six or uh i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a loaded weekend here for two days it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be pretty rough brother but i might be a little tired on monday but you know i can shake it off i can shake it off we, we drink coffee we drink caffeine in this business i'll be good to go oh yeah come monday but uh it's gonna be an interesting week of travel uh weekend of travel for me uh also barbecue fest night one I, I didn't. I mean, how how are people doing out there? Looks like the, the weather's going to ha- hang on, except Saturday. Saturday, I believe, seventy percent chance of showers. Obviously, no thunderstorms. But hope everybody's enjoying themselves at Barbecue Fest. It's always fun. It's always fun this time of year, festival season. New Tom Lee Park looks like it's. Uh, yeah, it's holding up. It's I doing well. I I was waiting for complaints, and we have yet to see complaints, and I enjoy that now. If the ground gets very wet and people start to uh, not enjoy that, that fact on Saturday, we may hear some complaints, but, you know, we've been, we've been pretty relative. The complaint box is empty right this second. Now, we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM, ESPN, and yours truly. Heat win game one. John Morant's shoe is on hold. That's worth mentioning. Damian Lillard and the Blazers they're thinking about moving that third pick to surround Dame, but Dame is on Twitter talking about potential trades. I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to uh, sort through all that. I'll have to get to, and I I have to ask you off the top, Connor. Have you heard? Have you been catching the news? I, I know it's an irrelevant American sports franchise. I understand that, but have you heard what's been going on with the Arizona Coyotes of the NHL? Of course, I haven't. <sighs> They're going to be playing, I'll just put it this way, they're going to be playing in a 5,000-seat stadium next year, and I think uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, and everybody else, they're looking to relocate them, probably. Um, but they're going to be playing at Arizona State's stadium next year in the, in the, in the interim because they had a stadium and uh, a, a full plan put together that got denied by the voters of Tempe, Arizona after they got kicked out of Glendale, Arizona, because Glendale, Arizona, did not want to redo their lease. And it is uh, it's the curious case of the Arizona Coyotes. I'm going to have to enlighten some folks. I know we don't talk about NHL a lot. I know we don't talk about the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. I don't know if they talk about the Arizona Coyotes outside of Arizona, but I'm going to have to enlighten you on this because this story is just too good to, too good to pass on. Um, but as far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins will join at 5 o'clock, Jeff Colgan Show on the Daily Memphian. Uh, Ryan Horvat at 6 o'clock from Bet MGM Tonight after a stomach bug. Kept him out last week. I, I hate a stomach bug. Stomach bugs never. Uh, Especially on, from the kids. Oh uh, yeah, violent. Yes, and laying on the floor in the bathroom is the only thing you can do. Yes. For any type of comfort. You just can't be comfortable. Moaning and groaning. You can't eat anything. Can't keep anything down. So I hope Ryan is recovering. We'll talk to him at 6 o'clock. We'll also get into the Blitz at 6.30. And in the Blitz... I I talked about it a little yesterday, but I want to hop back into the Kelvin Sampson-Bucks interview conversation. Um, I'm going to preface it by saying I don't think Houston fans should be all that worried about losing their coach. Also, there's an athletic report that the Big 12 has put serious thought into bringing in another school. We've heard about Gonzaga, Fresno State. There's another school that I think Memphis fans will take exception to when we get to the Blitz. Um, And then uh, Western Conference Finals, Game 2 on the way tonight. Nuggets hold the 1-0 lead. A lot of people think the Lakers should feel good. We'll break that down around 5 30. But I have to start. The Heat take the 1-0 lead last night. Celtics, a a 8.5-point favorite. The Heat win 123-116. I have to start by saying this is the same old Celtics. They play like they think they deserve to win. That's the best way I can put it. There's a certain amount of complacency that you see every single night from that team throughout these playoffs. Jason Tatum... Didn't want to shoot in the fourth quarter. Zero field goal attempts in the fourth quarter. They turned the ball over at will. Now, on the other side, (laughs) the Heat play, like we've heard people in the past, like various people talk about, you know, they, they, they died and they saw Hades, and then they came back to life, and they're trying to change their life for the better because they were headed to Hades. That's how the Heat play. Like, they're trying to change their life for good. They have a second shot at life, and they want to make good by it. They're taking nothing for granted night to night. The Heat have been unreasonably good, and the fight they show is, is really what you have to point out. And Jimmy Butler is just the focal point of all of that fight. He sets the, he sets the tone. He's the leader and everybody follows. But the Celtics turnovers in the fourth. Jalen Brown, I know he's going to get a super max contract, but he can't dribble. He can't. Every time he has a take to the basket, the ball will get jarred loose. Uh, There'll be a scramble for it. And he had six turnovers in that game. Again, Jason Tatum, no field goal attempts in the fourth. I, I, I can't understand how consistently we get into conversations about the Celtics, who, in my opinion, considering what's left out there, have the best roster and probably the best talent left in, in the NBA playoffs right now. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford's been around forever. Robert Williams is a really good big. He can block shots. He can move around the perimeter. Marcus Smart is a good leader. Defensive player of the year last year. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon were starters elsewhere in their careers. They have been great players throughout their careers. Yet, we talk about the Celtics falling short when it matters the most. And I do have to give credit where credit's due. Jimmy Butler is just, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable right now. First half of every regular season, you wonder if he is falling off, if he's, if he's going to be the same player. Then you get in the second half, he starts to speed up a little bit, get toward the end of the season, he starts to put up big numbers again. Last night, another 35-5-5 five and five game, and then he added six steals. 35-5-7, six steals. It felt like in that fourth quarter, if a pass could even be considered lazy, if you could even consider a pass lazy, he he, he got his hands on it and took it the other way. <laughs> he was phenomenal. And Bam Adebayo, I, I you know I, I think a lot of people get after him for some of his inconsistencies, but lately we've been seeing some consistent play from him. Twenty-eight and five, he was locked in on both ends. He was attacking. He shot a high percentage uh, from the field, nine for thirteen. Bam Adebayo looks good. Heat. I have not seen them shoot like that this entire season. Just going to come out and say it. 16 for 31 from three, that's not real. That's just, I, I don't think that will keep up. But at the same time, thinking about who they're getting the, the, those contributions from. Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin combined last night. All undrafted players, 45 points, 9 for 17 from three. The Heat have the culture that they continue to delve into And it works for the best every single time, it feels like. And then the third quarter, Heat, 46 points. Most in any quarter in Heat postseason franchise history.
1: Yeah. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago,
2: Illinois. Say that again. 46 points most in any quarter in heat postseason franchise history. And remember, I want people to remember What this offensive team looked like in the regular season. They were the worst offense in the NBA in the regular season. League low, NBA low in points per game. NBA low. 30 out of 30. Bottom in the cellar of offensive basketball. Yet 46 points in that third quarter. And in that third quarter, I couldn't help but notice Joe Missoula. I know he keeps timeouts in his pocket. But he didn't take a single timeout amid that offensive barrage. What are you doing? It's like he has a suitcase that he takes home his unused timeouts to his family and sets it out on What is what what does he what is he doing with those timeouts? I saw in the fourth quarter the Celtics start off on a 7-0 run. What did Eric Spolster do with his experience as a coach? Took a timeout about a minute and a half, two minutes into the the fourth quarter. 7-0 run for the Celtics. And then it flipped, and the heat started getting back into it. You have to stop momentum at some point. And 46 points in a quarter for a team that was the worst offensive basketball team in the NBA. Call a timeout. See if you can get them out of their rhythm. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But Joe Mazzula is showing that he's a rookie head coach. Now, I'm going to make this comparison here because I think it's pretty apt. The Heat are a good service academy football team. I had experience against good service academy football teams um, uh, having played Navy. Navy, just year after year, the discipline they showed. You just don't know. I mean, three yard after three yards after three yards. You get to a fourth and one, you know they're going to convert. It's Three more yards, there it is. You know it's coming at you, but you can't stop it. You can't stop it. The Heat grind you down. They bother you. They limit mistakes with talent, very similar to a good service academy football team, with talent that wasn't good enough for everyone else. Gabe Vincent was an undrafted player. Max Struz undrafted player. Caleb Martin, undrafted player. Jimmy Butler, as a star in this league, has been on four separate teams. Finally has his forever home. But these are guys that no one else Kevin really, Kevin Love. These are guys that no one could find use for, yet the Heat find use for them and they win ball games and now they're in the Eastern Conference finals up 1 0. There's nothing pretty or cute about what they do. Not, not a single thing. You know what is going to happen. Yet they just beat you with sheer will and limit the mistakes. It, it, it's It's incredible. You can doubt them all you want. Yeah, I have doubted them this entire playoff run. Hell, I, I, after they barely beat the Bulls in the eight-seed game, I was wondering if they had any remote chance of winning a game against the Bucks. I thought it was a sweep. But betting against them is to your own demise at this point. It's, it's insane what we're seeing them do night to night. And Jimmy Butler, I mean, hats off. Every single night he brings it.
0: They're like the island of misfit toys. When you go up and down that roster— You could really argue, you could say that there's not a single person on that team that you think that you would want for your number one guy on a team. I know Jimmy Butler, that maybe during the regular season you didn't want him, but during the playoffs he might be the best player in the playoffs right now other than Nikola Jokic. But when you look at him, it's like Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Gabe Visit, Max Stroot, Duncan Robinson, Robinson, like Caleb Martin, Cody Zeller, Kyle Lowry. It's guys (laughs) that everyone had assumed were kind of past their moment, if you want to say. And they are coming out, and they are fighting – Every single night, like it's the last NBA game they're going to play. That is what I've been witnessing. Every time I watch it, it looks like a team that knows this might be their final shot to do this and that it might not have another opportunity. They are fighting for their life every single night. The Celtics are like the the biggest procrastinators in the the NBA. It's like they don't give a damn until they have to. And it's really tough to watch. How is Jason Tatum not taking a fourth-quarter shot? If you're Joe Missoula, stop thinking about the town that you watch four oh, times a
2: week. That, that is one of the craziest stories going around the NBA Absolutely media right now. Absolutely insane. He watches the town four, four times, times, times a, week. a week. What? I mean, it's a good movie. Hey, then, listen, I think he's, I think he's, uh, you know, he's got a screw loose, but that's, that's different. It was Kyrie taking? But like, <laughs> tell
0: that to Jason Tatum. Hey, man, we need to go hurt somebody. Go out there and do it. It's just if you're the head coach of the Boston Celtics and you have Jason Tatum and he hasn't shot a single time in the fourth quarter, scream at him.
2: <laughs> Yell at him. And, and it's make funny because him, make them Jason Tatum is one of the best contested jump shooters in the NBA. It's not like he needs space. Just tell him, put up some shots. Just take a shot. Yeah, please. And He's, then late in that game, he he jumped up and he got to travel because he, he got closed out on too hard. I, I, zero field calls there. I mean, there. he was getting to the free and the throw line. Insane. And he just he just completely I, disappeared from the game. I put it this way. I'll put it this way. They need to get punched in the mouth to respond. Yes. They, until the back is against the wall, it's they don't like care. If, it, it's like if Mike Tyson was a counterpuncher. Like if Mike Tyson, all that power he has, he can go walk people down if he wants to, if he has the will, if he has the intensity, yet he lets people come after him. That's not how Mike Tyson fought, but it's basically, that's what the Celtics are to me. They have all this talent, all this power, all this offensive firepower, yet... They have to get punched in the face before they do anything. And even on the defensive end, you've seen some complacency and they have to get punched in the mouth before they respond. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Now, granted, they're down 1-0. I still, without question, think the Celtics can win the series. But as you get into the the finals against either the Lakers or the Nuggets, you're not going to be afforded that opportunity. You, you can't. I, I think the Heat aren't good enough necessarily to even – to take advantage fully of of this 1-0 lead. But as you get getting in against the Lakers or the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, AD, Jamal Murray, whoever it is, those teams, you let them get up 1-0, they'll take off on you. Yeah. They'll take advantage of you giving them that opportunity.
0: And, and it's so weird because it's not like the Celtics don't know how to win. You know, like these guys have been here before. They understand the importance of this moment. I don't know if it's that the coaching gap is so big between Spolstra and it Missoula. Is. It may be that. We definitely saw it last night. But there's just a preparation thing with the Celtics that every time they come out, they it's like they try hard for two quarters. They get up to go into halftime, and then they kind of are like, we got it. And then they get punched in the mouth the first like said, five minutes off of the, the top third, of this conversation, and it's like they have no
2: idea what to do. Like it, I said off the top of this conversation, they play like they think they deserve to win. It's so odd because they're so talented, and we've seen when they put the pieces
0: together, they have an argument for being the best team in the NBA. I just don't see that consistency and that fire in them from game to game that tells me that and, they're going to be a champion.
2: And, and what 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 angers me over the years with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, everybody has said, "Oh, well, they're young." Oh, they're growing up. They just they need to take their licks. They're 25. They're 24 and 26 now. I, I, and they've been in these situations time and time again. They've been to an NBA Finals. You can't keep blaming it on youth and inexperience because they're experienced as just about anybody besides LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, really LeBron James in the in the rest of these playoffs. They have more experience than most teams. I, I, the excuses run out, and it really just falls on complacency, intensity, and maybe coaching. Uh, having a rookie coach—that's what it comes down to. And I, again, I still think they're going to win this series. But last night is the one thing—it's—it's it's the one thing you couldn't do against the, this Heat team that's not near as talented as you is let them steal one from you at home. Right, and that—and I think you nailed it. It's
0: frustrating to watch the Celtics because I—you know—I've always thought the Celtics this season had the guys, the talent to win an NBA championship. They were there last year, and Jason Tatum was like, all I want to do is get back to the finals. And he's just, he has moments where he just seems like he's checked out of these games. And it's so odd because when you watch them and you see their roster, there are moments where you're like, oh, my God, this is the best team in the NBA. And then you see a game like last night in the second half, and it's like a completely different team. It's like what happened. It's like the bizarro Celtics came out to play the second half last night, and that's why it's been frustrating from game to game because you just don't know necessarily what you're going to get out of this team. Jalen Brown, you know, he can't really dribble much, but he at least he's been. Con- it seems like he's been the most consistent guy from them from game to game. He comes out, he usually has but a good man, game. But man, he turns all over. It. will just disappear, and
2: it's so and odd because I don't how, know where it's coming from. How how in a year where in the off season. You go, go grab Derek White. You have Malcolm Brogdon as the sixth man of the year. You, Thank God you, for you, Brogdon. You, but, yeah, you, you bring those guys in because last year you ran into a situation where you didn't have a comfortable ball handler at the end of games, a guy that could close and not turn the ball over. So you bring in Derek White and you bring in Malcolm Brogdon, and you run into the exact same issues at the end of games, in the fourth quarter, an insane amount of turnovers. Uh, throwing just lazy passes into passing lanes that inevitably Jimmy Butler's going to pick off and take the other way for easy buckets. But you're running into the same thing when you tried to address... You you, you address that. You addressed that this offseason, I thought. So, here's, I think, a discussion that
0: Celtics fans need to get ready for. Marcus Smart has been great for y'all for many, many years. He, I thought he was really good last night. He was really good last night. He's had moments in these playoffs where he's been phenomenal. However... Why is he, he playing
2: have ten assists in the first half?
0: He had a, yeah, and he, but he finished with eleven yeah, overall. The but same, yeah. when you bring up the ball handler and the execution in the late game moments, that's where I would rather have Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White out there. I mean, Derek 100%. White's all defense. We've Malcolm been, Brogdon I can mean, score three levels. He can make the ball move. It just seems like to me that they look to Marcus Smart a little bit too much. And I don't know why. And like, that Jason was the Tatum was like
2: last year in the finals.
0: Yes. He like that Jason was the Tatum issue. was like looking to Marcus Smart, like, what do we do? And it's like You're the All-NBA guy. Like, you're the MVP candidate. Why are you looking to Marcus Smart to get things done? I think Marcus Smart is tremendous for culture. I think he's been tremendous for the Boston Celtics over the years. I think that ultimately, though, we are getting to a point where Marcus Smart is not preventing them from being successful, but the team is almost like too dependent on him they're too reliant on him we've seen timeouts where joe missoula is quite literally asking marcus smart what to do (laughs) (laughs) he's like player coach right now and there's no problem with that but 34 minutes i don't know it
2: just it feels like that he doesn't get it going your point about malcolm brogdon and Derek white taking over in late game situations is i've been there like i i have said that just about the entire year certainly the entire playoffs when when you need someone to be very sure with the ball, and I know Malcolm Brogdon had his moment, I think in the was it the 76 sixer series where he, he threw that ball the away because he thought the shot clock was going out. But I've been banging that drum like in, in late game situations. You can have Marcus Smart on the floor probably. You'd have to find you'd have to make some lineup switches to figure out what, what works. But Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White ought to be the guys with the with the ball in their hands. I, I, I thought you brought them in for this exact situation, and they're not being used in the exact situation. So. Again, I think the Celtics will win this series, but my gosh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's become predictable. It's become predictable to see these lulls from the Celtics. Right. Um, also, you're, you're not a YouTube TV subscriber, are you? I'm, are, not. I'm not. I am not. I Prayers out to our YouTube TV folks. Final minutes, the countrywide blackout in the final minutes. Of the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals,
0: I'm surprised. I bet Boston That's not on great. Fire,
2: not great. And they, you know what's funny is they doubled their price from thirty five dollars a month to seventy three dollars a month. And this is this is the product that the YouTube they TV, doubled the price. Yeah, YouTube TV subscribers get and they removed regional sports networks as well. So they doubled the Yikes. price, removed regional sports networks, and now they're blacking out for the final minutes of of a of an important Eastern Conference Finals game. Not great. Not great. And I think a lot of people brought up the NFL Sunday ticket conversation. NFL Sunday ticket moved their entire product to YouTube TV. I, people will not take as kindly if they're, if they're having rolling blackouts on their team every single week or in the playoffs, whatever it may be, for, for, uh, for the NFL. People are not going to be happy with that. I can tell you that right this second. So prayers out to our YouTube TV subscribers. I have a couple of friends who use it. But, you know, I stand by Xfinity every step of the way. Those are my peeps. Now let's go ahead and uh, talk about John Morant. <laughs> John Morant. We know that uh, on Sunday, what transpired with the gun on Instagram Live, that's, that's been the conversation all week. But we've been asking about endorsers, their response. Powerade put out a response that they stopped running ads of John Morant. And as of yesterday... There was supposed to be a release for a shoe, another another colorway of of the Jaw Ones, the Hunger Jaw Ones. They're no longer listed on the Nike or Finish Line apps, so we'll have to discuss. We'll have to discuss on the other side. 92.9 FM ESPN. <laughs>
1: Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. I got to say, I'm a big enjoyer. I like the town. But four times a week... Isn't that an insane amount? It's an insane amount. That's it, insane. And like I, Joe Missoula, I've taken a liking to his sort of ridiculous approach in pressers, but it feels like he spends more time protecting his plan for the game than he does explaining what the plan was ultimately. You know what I mean? Have you heard of him in some of his post-game pressers? It's a lot. Yes, it's I a have. lot to handle, man. Very much so. Yeah. Those big, those bug eyes staring right through those media members. It's a little much a little much. Do you, now,
0: do you know why I'm playing this song?
2: Why? Gummy. Come on now. So oh, says he
0: stones. Okay. okay. There we go. I'm going to have, I need to just give you a whole movie history. lesson.
2: Give me, give me a, give me a, uh, give me a, before, before you uh, start you a, playing a your music, just give me a, a piece of paper and tell me what the reference is. <laughs> okay. I can that's what we got to get done. I could do that. That's what we got to that. get done. Now, as of yesterday, I mean, jaw talking points have just been coming hot and heavy all week, and we've done a lot of uh, speculation about suspensions and everything else. But yesterday, per to Michael Cole, Ja Morant's Hunger Ja 1 sneakers have no longer or are no longer listed on the Nike or Finish Line apps, which were expected to be released on May 25th. They're a different color wave. They're red. I think they have a black Nike symbol. Um, but – I think there's a lot of questions that are a little misplaced here, and I, I, I obviously we're doing more speculation, but this is this is really where it comes to. This is this is the business we're in. I think a lot of people are very concerned about Ja potentially losing that endorsement, and what I'd say to those people is I don't think you need to to push that alarm quite yet. Um, as far as endorsements are concerned, if something rises to the level of losing said endorsement, usually it's done right in the wake of said issue. Uh, again, I'm not trying to in any way absolve Jha when I say there hasn't been any laws broken. There's been no law trouble. He hasn't been charged with anything. There's been no convictions. There's been no indictment. There's been nothing that has come out of Jaws' corner from a law perspective. When I saw this news, though, it does sort of push the alarm of Jaws on very very thin ice, with a lot of his endorsements. We knew that, considering what Powerade spokesperson said on Monday about pulling Jaws commercials, and ha- they haven't played Jaws commercials since the incident in Denver. But with Nike in particular, they signed, they had him sign this deal, uh, knowing, obviously, not knowing that things like this were going to come up. But they, 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 they have an idea of who they're signing and what they want that person to act like. He has not acted in the best interest of Nike or Ja 1s, but I think ultimately what we're seeing here is Nike waiting, playing the waiting game, just waiting for the NBA, Adam Silver, the NBA Players Association to come together to talk about a suspension, and they're going to delay delay the sneaker release. I don't think that Ja is in – a ridiculous amount of sort of pressure, if you will. I don't think he's in this in this spot where Nike is going to pull their endorsement deal altogether. But certainly Nike is in a holding pattern and trying to see how the rest of uh, the, the market reacts. They're trying to see how the NBA reacts. They're trying to see how the Players Association reacts, and they're trying to see how Ja reacts. But I don't think right this second is, is the moment where they pull an endorsement. Right, I, I agree with you.
0: I think that they or in the wait-and-see type of mode. Like, to be honest, I think a lot of us are right now. And I don't think this is an incident that would make you pull an entire line or brand of shoes with the player um, permanently, in my opinion. Like you said, he didn't break a law. He didn't. It, at the end of the day, he made a bad decision on Instagram no. Live. And I think that, you know, they're going to wait and see if he can at least turn, turn the tide a little bit, like you said, move differently. Move differently. He doesn't yep. necessarily have to make a giant character change. He just needs to, you know, be a you little bit the, more conscious about is his some public type image. Of
2: character change, right? Like sure, yeah. Right? But like you know, I <laughs> don't think
0: ultimately they're not going to be it's like, about public
2: image yeah. and, and and how people view you. I think and, they
0: care more about can you control yourself on social media and the and protect the brand. That's what they care about. They care about the brand. Yeah. So ultimately, they're going to wait and see how much damage is this brand going to take. And I and at the end of the day, I think it'll be. Hopefully just a a major, major slap on the wrist a little bit, and then we move on from it. And those shoes will be back up, and everybody can have fun.
2: I've seen a lot of arguments to the contrary about Kyrie Irving, for example. He got his shoe deal pulled um, right after he posted a a link to a book or a movie, I should say, a film that has ridiculously anti-Semitic tropes in it. Um, But what I would say to those people, obviously it's not against the law. It's a miserable look. It's just an unbelievably stupid thing to do that Kyrie Irving did. But also I I would tell those people, do you not remember what Kyrie Irving said about his Nike shoes and what he said about his Nike deal? He drugged them through the mud. He said, they don't give me creative control. They don't – he doesn't like the shoes. He came out in public to the press and said he hated the shoes that Nike was putting out on his behalf. So I think this is a slightly different situation in the fact that John has not expressed that to Nike at this point, nor do I think he's going to express that to Nike at this moment. But this is what comes with the territory, man. If you're going to put yourself in your public image in the line of fire, the endorsement deals, everything in your life could fall in. It really could. And I, I think, again... As with a lot of these situations with John Morant, I think that these are warning shots. These are telling Agreed. you, Agreed. "Hey, brother, you're on thin ice. You can't keep moving the way you're moving. Change it right now, or you're going to lose everything that you've built up to have at this point in your career." It's 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 a pretty simple message that I think his endorsers are sending, that the NBA is sending, and he he's got to fall. He's got to fall. In line and he's got to find a way to um repair the bridges that that may be sort of broken at this moment right so uh it's on jaws still and uh, like I said yesterday it's not about uh, and like you just said it's not about a massive character change it's about playing the game and not putting yourself in harm's way protecting consistently the brand. just protect make sure that, that and, their and, brands and are protected and it's not a, like for job ja, this is a guy who was a Murray State recruit he spent two years in college like I don't know if he's fully used to yet the responsibility of the brand that he now has. Sure. The image he now has. So, like, a lot of these things, while I don't think they're fully understandable, you can kind of get on that side of at least understanding a tad bit of the mindset and the reason these things have occurred. But, Ja just has to get used to it. And, again, it's losing. It's... it's, living, it's learning, and, and hopefully he can do that.
0: Yes, as Giannis Antetokounmpo said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give failure, me the quote. Give me the quote, just Connor. Steps to success, it's just, just steps to success, There's It's just steps to success. It's just steps
0: to success, but no, to your point, man, and I understand why people bring up Kyrie with this situation. I think it's apples to oranges, to be quite honest. Yes. So Kyrie had years of controversial stuff going on in the media. He had years of battles with told Nike he, about the he shoes. he told them
2: that they sucked.
0: Right. In my opinion, this is like you get three strikes and you're out. He's on strike two. Yes. And this is them, like you said, this is a warning shot. He, they are saying, hey, man, get it together. All right. Yep. We stuck by you the first time. We're going,
2: we're likely going to stick by you. We're likely right. going to stick by you. But that ice. Prove it to us. That ice is thin. Yes, it is. So just make sure we stay on the straight and narrow for the time being. So. Uh, we'll see if John ja can do that. I mean, I, 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 with all these things, we'll see if John ja can get back right, get I hope his can. image repaired. I just and Googled image it. repair takes years. It takes years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't lie. I just Googled it. John Morant shoes, Nike. Clicked on the link. Sorry we could not find the page. That does yep. not feel good No. as a fan. You know, that does, you don't want that to be. You want to see John up there. You want to see the Grizzlies being promoted. You want to see the city being promoted. Like, all of that kind of plays into this. So hopefully, and I do believe, he will move differently. There might yep. not be a major, major character change, but I also don't know if a major, major character change is necessary. Just get back to who you are, Ja. Just yeah,
2: get and, back wh- to who and you are. in the meantime, endorsers could pause with him and sure. pick back up, but it's on him. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, and it is God
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
2: The Midwest League home run leader. I um, have to mention, Blazers and that third pick, they've been talking about shopping it and trying to surround Dame. I've seen that story before. We've discussed that. They've tried to do that before. Yusuf Nurkic, it just, it, nothing works. Nothing has worked for Portland in trying to surround Damian Lillard with talent. And yes, they got to Western Conference finals once, but that's all we can point to. That's it. <laughs> There's been nothing else. Every other year has either been losing record, trying to fight your way in and the play in, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but today, he was on uh, Twitter. And he was responding, quote, tweeting somebody, uh, a random person on on Twitter, saying, muting all of you that are undervaluing the Blazers' number three pick, and insisting on trading Dame. What's wrong with you all? You think that we suffered this long to go out like that? Goodbye, Dame Lillard goes in and quote tweets and it says, if the fans want to trade me, start the petition and send it in, Dame. I think we're at this point in your career where if you want to ask for a trade, just ask for it, man. Just do it. Please. Come on. I know that your entire career has been not running away from the grind. We respect you for it. But at some point, if you're unhappy with your situation, if you don't trust them to use that third pick to go find guys to surround you, and you shouldn't have trust considering it hasn't happened to this point, ask for a damn trade. No one's going to blame you. No one's going to be mad at you. (laughs) No one's going to care. No one's gonna care. Everyone will understand. But all the, the going on Twitter and saying if the fans want to trade me, start the petition. How about you ask for a trade? He's man? been doing this. How for about years. you? How about you move on? He's been doing this. I, for don't years. you get the sense though that we're closer than we ever have been? Yeah, we definitely moving from Portland. are.
0: And that's why I found that tweet to be, quite honest, extremely annoying. Because I love Dame's game. Love him. The dude is extremely dramatic off the court behind closed doors. Like. All of the time, we have heard rumors of Dame wanting out. He doesn't think it's working with CJ. He doesn't like the roster, all of these things. But, hey, man, Dame doesn't run from the grind. So anytime you ask him about it in a presser or anything like that, he acts as if you've insulted his family. But
2: he he will make it clear that he's not happy with his situation publicly and, and he's not – Convinced that the Blazers will do the right. thing. But when
0: thing. you ask him about it, he'll be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I, Portland's my city. I don't run, I don't run from the grind. It's like, Dame,
2: man, just, you've been you've been leaking stuff, asking out for years now. But but all these, yeah, that, that's the point I'm getting to. Just if say it. If you're if you're hinting consistently at leaving Portland, just ask for the damn trade just and get it. this over with. And the Blazers, I don't know why they wouldn't think about doing it. You should do. You it. have Anthony Simons. You have Shaden Sharp. You have a, a young core that you could potentially move on if you get enough picks and if you get enough assets in a haul for Dame Lillard, you could potentially get on a rebuilding trajectory. And that's what you should have probably been on for the past few years. The- you have the chance now. I don't. I don't know why the Blazers won't take. Wouldn't take that chance. I think it should be done. It needs to be done, and the Blazers have sat around in purgatory for too long. And
0: in that tweet, it talked about, we have suffered too long to just give up. You've suffered that long because you won't do anything to actually rebuild. Yes, you must die to rebuild. You You have to burn up so you can rise from the ashes like a phoenix. That's what they have to do up in Portland. If you just extend this thing with Dame, you're extending maybe getting to the Western Conference finals. Maybe getting to the second round. No, but you're not getting to the top maybe. of the mountain with Dame. Hold you're on. just not. Let me
2: let me let me let me pick that apart a little bit. You're not maybe getting to the Western Conference finals. <laughs> I was being nice. You're, you're not maybe coming. You're not no. It's, it just, you're not close.
0: You're extending your you're purgatory like you said. You're extending it. So get it over with. It's painful. You've Pull had off a lot of great man. Dame has had an amazing run there. You could argue he is the best Blazer of all time, and I would, like, Clyde Clyde and Dame up there. But, you know, he's given—the city has given him what he needs, and he has given the city what they need. It is time for them to move on. It is time for the separation to happen. We see it all the time in the NBA. Dude, you're not going to get credit for sticking around and then complaining to the media that, oh, well, I don't want to be traded, but I do want to be traded. Make a decision— be adults about it. Move on from him so the fan base can move on. The team can move on. Him staying there too long is going to hurt the team. And Dame can move on. And Dame can move on. Go get a ring, dude. Go yeah. get a
2: ring. Yeah. Now, speaking of moving on, a lot of people don't know about the Arizona Coyotes. I would argue that they. a lot of people forget they exist. <laughs> I'd say you know, when we talk about the, most, the, the least relevant franchises in American sports and the major sports, NHL, NBA, NFL, um, and MLB. I think they're right there at the top of the least relevant franchises, um, the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, they may need to move on soon, speaking of moving on. And I am, uh, I'm going to tell you about the curious case of the Arizona Coyotes. We've had a lot of news <laughs> around them in the past week. Um, and now they're going to look to be forced next year into playing in a 5,000-seat stadium on the campus of Arizona State while the NHL decides what to do next with them. I have to discuss this on the other side, right here on the Gabe Coons show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
1: Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coons show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: It's time to talk about the Curious Case of the Arizona Coyotes. Welcome in. Welcome back in to Gabe Kuncho, 92.9 FM, ESPN. And, you know, I I have to start with a question. When was the last time they were relevant? I have the quick answer, though, for that as well. Never. They've never been relevant. I think a lot of people still are wondering, are they the Phoenix Coyotes? Because they started as the Phoenix Coyotes. Now they're the Arizona Coyotes. But, yes, they are part of the NHL. They're one of the 32 teams in the NHL. You actually seem to forget they exist. And there's a reason for that um because as frank saravalli put it, put it um he's from the daily face off he works for bally sports he wrote about this uh, i learned a couple of interesting facts by by reading his work the coyotes have had more bankruptcies than playoff series wins in their in their history in arizona and also they nearly they have nearly as many postseason appearances nine as ownership, ownership changes seven so there, there's a reason that they have not been successful yet Throughout the process of, of them being in Arizona and potentially finding a new home, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has been hell-bent on keeping them in Arizona, keeping hockey in Arizona. And the reason I bring them up, two days ago, voters in Tempe, Arizona, voted on Propositions 301, 302, and 303. They all surrounded a new arena and an entertainment district in the city. Right? Voters should be, oh, this should be, we should be happy about it. You should be excited. Okay, we can bring something to Tempe that not a lot of people have. I mean, I coming from St. Louis, what they've done with Ballpark Village and revamping everything around the Cardinal Stadium, everyone loves it. Everyone enjoys it. So this new entertainment district would be two hotels, 3,500-person theater, up to 1,995 residential units, um, and also the plan would create 6,900 Permanent jobs, six thousand nine hundred permanent jobs, and a tax benefit of what is being projected to be two hundred fifteen billion over the next thirty years. Even with all of that, sounds exciting, right? Right, Connor Dunning sounds sounds like it it'd does. be exciting yeah. for the city of Tempe. That sounds exciting. Each proposition three hundred one, three hundred two, and three hundred three was denied. They were all denied at a fifty six percent plus rate. Yikes! Nearly sixty percent of the people in Tempe voted against it. And again, this is a $2.1 billion development. And this is where the kicker comes in. $1.9 billion was proposed in private funds. In private funds of a $2.1 billion development. Meaning, in theory, only $200 million was needed in governmental funds or tax dollars. And they still denied it. There's an alarm there. There's an alarm there. Now, one... I think it's clear we need to do a case study on the fine folks at Tempe, Arizona. Um, it's pretty damn clear they don't want the Coyotes or NHL hockey. I
3: mean, right.
2: that, that, that's very apparent. But here's, here's the, the kicker here. Let me tell you what was on the plot of land at question. The, the plot of land that they wanted to build on, the land at question for the Stadium Entertainment District proposal, Connor Dunning, it was a landfill. It's a landfill. The plan was to replace a landfill with a state-of-the-art stadium and an entertainment district. And the citizens of good Tempe, Arizona denied it. They quite literally picked trash, thrown away diapers (laughs) over an NHL team a landfill that they're going to have to clean up anyway. The proposal was for the Coyotes with $1.9 billion worth of private funds to come in, get rid of the landfill, all that trash, put and it, it honestly clean up hazardous waste that could, that could potentially hurt you down the line. They were going to clean that up, state-of-the-art arena, state-of-the-art entertainment district in the city of Tempe. And, and 60% of the voters... And Tippie, Arizona said, no, we man, we'll keep the landfill. Landfill's there. We want the dirty diapers. We want all your can. everything there. We want it. It's fine. You're throwing away food, your rotten food, everything. Keep that landfill there. <laughs> and I, I just can't get over this. And, and now we've resorted to the Arizona Coyotes going on their Instagram, putting out a poll and they have asked all of their fans, which clearly doesn't seem to be a whole lot of them, they've, they say, we want to hear from you. Where should the Coyotes build their new home? Mesa, Scottsdale, Chandler, or Gilbert? They've resorted to this. We need to do a case study on, on the folks in Tempe, Arizona. But even beyond that, it's just clear they don't want NHL there. The city, I mean, in, in Arizona, the city of Glendale didn't renew their lease when they had a chance to. It ended in 2022. It ended at the end of this year. And they didn't want them back in Glendale. The attendance is sad. I get that they're a relevant franchise. They've been bottom four in the last decade plus. So now the Arizona Coyotes, with no arena plan, an unrenewed lease where they were previously playing, are prepping to hold over a year in Mullet Arena on Arizona State's campus. Did in just- Arizona State's hockey Arena 5,000 seats. Did you see Mullet Arena? Mullet Arena, incredible! Yes. Incredible. 5,000 seats, it's kind of fitting, in not it? Fitting name. Yeah. We really need new phones. T Mobile will
1: cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s it's over here. only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.